Dive into The Divider, Trump in the White House, 2017 through 2021. Go inside the Trump Oval Office, from the chaotic beginnings to the violent finale, with unprecedented access to cabinet officers, top advisors, family members, and Trump himself. New York Times bestselling authors Peter Baker and Susan Glasser offer a riveting must-read portrait of America's 45th president. The Divider is in stores now. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Boom. All right. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is May 24th, Tuesday morning. And if coming at you live from a very gray and once again cold uh, Seattle sky uh, out here in Seattle for uh, Broncos for Breakfast. I'm Nick Kendall and joined by Scott Kennedy. How are you doing, Scott? Good morning to you. I'm doing well. Got to sleep in a little bit. Kids are off today. Some election day. We like to prove every day that politics is more important than education. So we close the schools for some sort of voting today. I'm like, what are we even doing in May? I don't even know what this is. Is it? Is that signs of- everywhere. Is it because they use the schools as like polls? Yeah. Okay. Which was interesting because when I was a kid, they still did it, but we were there and we just see the parents lined up. You know, it was was a lot harder, you know, in the 80s. And they'd have parents lined up throughout the entire school waiting to go vote. It was like a several hour process. Mm. You know, now if you have to walk across the street and say your name, people are claiming voter suppression and stuff. I'm like, do you remember what it used to be like for God's sakes? Yeah, well, that means it's gotten better. That's, uh, mm-hmm. We'll take that. So uh, improvement every day. It means, um, it means people complain about the most minute crap because they have a biological need to complain. That's true. And this is way Things have gotten really that. easy, folks. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it's tough, but by comparison, over the last hundred years of civilization, we got it pretty good. And uh, we can keep getting better, too, right? Every day. Uh, just like the show, going to keep getting better, too. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Ethan's here, says, good afternoon and morning, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you. Ethan, hope you're doing well. Um, Cleese, as stupid is, as stupid does. That's that's my call. That's my calling card. Um, also, Luke Wright is here saying, uh, morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Russell Wilson looking good. Can't wait. Yeah, the Broncos yesterday. Did you see any of the highlights from uh, the first practice yesterday i mean it's just we talk about practice. just a couple on air throws from russell wilson that's it i uh i, I haven't watched too much um, of it i know yeah. it's 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 fun but it's as a scout slash analyst i'm not going to get anything out of that at all except yeah. hey he's healthy yep M- yeah. ish maybe yeah <laughs> it looked like it uh, looked like they're having fun um russell wilson's press conference after the practice yesterday was great as well and a uh, shout out to jose marino coming and giving us our first like there over on facebook thank you guys so much be like jose uh make sure you're liking us subscribing on facebook also make sure you're subscribing liking sharing over on youtube michael ronquillo definitely subscribed to us on youtube says good morning nick and scott and broncos for breakfast go broncos um we also got uh Jeremy saying, uh, good morning. We'll let the disrespect commence. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I don't know if it's disrespect. It's just kind of the, 
the far end of the bell curve as far as expectations for the Broncos from the power rankings we've seen so far. So we'll get into that. Mike Gibbons in the house too. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Thank you for having the best MHH broadcast. Go Broncos. Thank you so much, Mike. It's really nice of you to say. Also, we got Dallas Kelly coming in here. $5 super saying good morning, Broncos country. Got my text to Seattle and Denver. Let's ride. I'll see you there, Dallas. Uh, nice. I feel like that's YouTube. a newer name too. So welcome to the show, Dallas. Make sure you're uh, connecting with us on Twitter, following all the stuff and uh, don't be a stranger. Thank you so much for the support. Yeah, we appreciate you so much, Dallas. Uh, thanks for the support. Dave Glassman also coming in with the stars over on Facebook. We appreciate you, Dave. Hope you're doing well. He gave us the indicator that was stars as well, not just the hearts, but a star there. So shout out, Dave, making it easy for me. Don't lie to me, though, Dave. That's the, don't abuse that power. <laughs> Falling Sloth also coming in saying good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Mark over on YouTube as well. Um, good morning to you, Mark. He's not over on Facebook for this one. Don't see the, the picture of Mark's face smiling. So is what it is. Um, also, Jeremy Bales coming in saying, sup, guys. Good to see you. Bama X in the house, too. Good morning, Broncos. And uh, Nick, this is a new name, too. Nick Mully rocking the uh, the Thor helmet saying, good morning, guys. Finally watching live. Well, thank you so much, Nick. We appreciate you. And also Miguel Santa Steven coming in saying, good morning, fellas. Hope all is well. All is well. I need you guys for me just to do a collective anti-rain dance for this weekend because I am very nervous. It says that the weather is going to be about, oh, you know, 45 to 50 with rain in the in the Olympic Peninsula there. So uh, I'm hoping that that front gets pushed through quicker and uh, I can handle the 45 to 50. Honest to God, that's OK. 45 to 50 and wet scares me uh, being cold, in the backcountry. Cold rain is the worst. I've told you this story before growing up in the in the south. The winter is 40s and rain. It's it's yeah. I hate it. It's the worst. I rode a motorcycle exclusively for over a year and it's just the worst weather there is. And um, I was like, I just soon move north and let it snow. So I did. I, I lived up in uh, New Jersey working on Manhattan for two years. And my first winter there, it snowed. I'm like, see, this is yeah. what I'm talking about. Perfect. I like the snow. I don't mind the snow. It's kind of fun to drive in the snow, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and then April and May hit and it was 40 and raining. I'm like, oh, y'all spring sucks. <laughs> you don't miss it. You just move it down the calendar some. So uh, I, I figured that out. So. Is my audio okay? The uh, yard crew next door just showed up, and it sounds like a motocross track. You're good. No, you're good. I can't hear him okay. for anything. Um, so that's no worries. Uh, Dallas also coming in saying, been watching for a bit after the stream, uh, but up early today, just like me. Um, not on social media, but love to meet up, Nick. I don't know what the plans are uh, for myself and my wife uh, for that game. I guess I'll have to talk to Chad because I'm going to have to be representing the MHH brand some as well, whatever that looks like before the game, but uh, that'll be a... A good time. I'm excited for that. And gosh darn, the Broncos better win because what I dropped on that <laughs> to go 0-8, uh, woof. On, for me personally, um, I'm 0-8 or 0-7 in games I've attended. So we'll see. James also in the house saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. Uh, Chloe coming in here saying, AFC North has the best QB division with a disposable baker. Hmm. I it's guess. Good argument. I, we go Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Sean Watson, Lamar Jackson versus... Russell Wilson, um, not Allen though. That's they have Mitch Trubisky. Steelers. Who did I? Yeah. Oh, that's North. I'm the Bills are East. I mixed up. I mixed up the the Buffalo. I see. I'm thinking North. Yeah. And they're not North. They are they're North, Buffalo's they're, East. Buffalo's east. east. Sorry. Yeah. So, so okay, Trubisky. Yeah. No, I think it, your weakest link there has got to be Pittsburgh. Would uh, would blow that one for me. That would yeah. that would be. You might have the best. Allen is not in the North, Scott. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is pretty good. Burrow's pretty good. Sean Watson's pretty good. But um, 
Pittsburgh is probably the outlier right there. I would take uh, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes over any quarterback in the AFC North. And uh, I would make an argument that uh, Derek Carr is probably pretty close to, honestly, with how he played last year. I want to see what it looks like this year, but Lamar Jackson didn't have a great season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about it yesterday's episode, uh, the quarterbacks who are pure, not pure, but very run centric. They tend to have a shorter shelf life and Lamar has already dealt with some injuries. So I want to see what it looks like for Lamar pulling for him. Cause God, what a fun quarterback. One of my favorite players in the entire league, but I'm a skeptic at heart. You know, it's like, no, I'd, I'd still go West there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, for some reason I had Allen in that, which changes things. Allen's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong division dummy. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I would say the NF, excuse me, the AFC North, I would argue is not only the second best quarterback division, it's probably the second best division in football. You might be able to make an argument for the NFC West, uh, but I'd probably take the AFC North overall. It's a good team. Um, Cleveland, bringing back the South, none, the AFC South, the NFC South, doesn't matter which one does it didn't matter. No. Yeah, they are. They're not (laughs) probably the two worst divisions. Ironically, it's all the college football is played down here, but the professional teams are, well, they're second fiddle to the college teams. Maybe that's it. NFC North is pretty bad too. Um, outside of Green Bay, like the pack, the Vikings taking a step back. Detroit's on the up and up, but they're still bad. The Bears are bad. It's, now, who's not bad, though? Jacob Foster coming in with the support. Only good from Jacob. Thank you so much, Jacob. We appreciate you. Hope you're doing well and uh, hope you're having a great Tuesday and a great week so far. Also, shout out to Kayleon. Good to see you, Kayleon. Miguel also says, send it here to New Mexico. We could use it for this big fire we got. Yeah, definitely. We've uh, the La Nina has been kicking our butt um, this year, and I know that the the way it works is like we're getting wetter and colder than normal, but like South and LA and stuff is drier and hotter. So balance out somewhere. It. If it's dry, it means it's wet somewhere else. It's, it's been yeah. pretty, pretty mild here in the South for the most part. We got our good rain yesterday, which was nice. All I have to do is wash my car. <clears throat> if we're in a drought, wash my car or run my sprinklers and it's going to rain within 24 hours. You need to drive your car up here, do it today. So the front can come through <laughs> earlier. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we're not going to have summer here until like we're less than a month from summer and it's going to be 50 degrees this week. So it is what it is. Falling South also saying he'll do the anti-rain dance for me in Seattle. Do it on the Olympic Plain. It's a little further west. But uh, um, if you do one for the overnight zoo program, I'm trying to schedule for Thursday for some visiting scouts. Supposed to be thunderstorms all night. Worried. Well, pulling for you at Falling Sloth as well. That one is a uh, weather has not been my friend here recently. So we'll we'll commiserate on that one. Reese Scott coming in and I don't really care much about preseason rankings. We've gotten a lot of love in the past just to crash and burn. Let's just ride. You know what, Reese? Overall, you're right. But this is a content machine. This is what it's about this time of year, right? So there's no games being played. What do we have to talk about? Oh, experts and what they have to say. So I'm going to dive in. It's all, it's fun. Also, I like to see it was the same reason I got I liked the draft so much when I was when I was younger. It was I got to see who was right. You know, yeah. who who's predicting the future? Who's doing their homework? Who's scouting? I think it's a little bit easier with players than teams. I don't know. But who truly is an expert? Who's good at this? And again, not everybody's going to get them right. Um, but who's hitting on more than they're missing? I want to pay attention to what that person's saying and then realize that also, yes, there's still a possibility that things could go wildly different. Yeah. But it, it sets your expectations a little bit. Everybody, one of the things I always said about doing rankings is people don't remember right and wrong. They remember positive and negative. Yeah. And if, even if you're right about a team that you said was going to be bad, people think you're a moron because you said their team was going to be bad. I'm like, I was right. Yeah, but you're still a moron. Well, that might be true. Okay. In other ways. But I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Juan coming in saying, good morning, gentlemen. We got some of that needed rain for the fires in New Mexico and Colorado. As a first responder, it makes me happy. Enjoy your day, guys. 
definitely I am excited thank to thank you for what you do, Juan. Yeah, thank you so much, Juan. And uh, we appreciate you. Um, we also got Benjamin coming in saying, What's up, fellas? Morning and happy Taco Tuesday. Go Broncos, man. I need to get some tacos in here. Um, Falling Sloth saying, Bro had the highest depth of target and highest accuracy of all quarterbacks in the league last year. We'll take that over Herbert and Mahomes that blew an AFC championship game. Burrow's good. Um, there's no doubt about it. If you want to argue, I don't think you can argue Burrow over Mahomes, given the sample size of what Mahomes has done. Um, but if you want to take Burrow, Burrow over Justin Herbert, God bless you. I'm not going to fight you too hard. I don't feel that strongly about it. Um, if you, I feel like probably close to the same tier. I just think Herbert's got be- better physical tools and played on a, he had a more detrimental situation um, and has put up better statistics overall. And I've just been more impressed with the tape, but Burrow is damn good as well. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah, no, I mean, line them up like a, like a tennis match or a wrestling match. One verse one, two verse two, three verse three, four verse four. And who gets the win as good as Burrow is. If you're, if you're lining them up like wrestlers or something, you're probably playing him in the two slot because he's going to be beat, beat by Mahomes. It's just a, he's got, he doesn't quite have the track record there. He got hot last year, but he's what second year in the league. So yeah, Mahomes size. wins that one. Okay. So go to who, who's, who's your number two, Russ. I'm going Russell Wilson. Uh, so who's two in the North end? Probably Watson. You think over Lamar Jackson? I mean, I trust his style of play more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, even though this is another example here, you're talking about quarterbacks, not doing well, um, or teams not doing well. Deshaun Watson two years ago was absolutely incredible. His output, everything, but it was on a bad team. So mm-hmm. they lost still. But I mean, anybody who watched the Texans knew that Deshaun Watson was special on the field. Yeah. Um, well, you so, drop him on the Patriots on Brady's Patriots and he's probably got five rings too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it is a team game. Uh, Watson's pretty good, but again, can he d- do it? I mean, when you're playing on a team like the Texans, it's always garbage time. Yeah, true. You know, the pressure's off, you know, there's, you know, you want to win. Don't get me wrong, but it's, you're playing from behind a lot. Your team stinks. There's no expectations. So you put $250 million of guaranteed and all of the, negative press is going to come against you and we'll see what Deshaun Watson's made out of. Now, I, I believe in him as a player. I always have, uh, like mm-hmm. I said, he, he played high school football, not too far from here. And he's one of the best cerebral quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, he just had that it factor and, mm-hmm. um, for on the field, he's, he's pretty good. So this is closer than you might think actually is, I, I think it just comes down to the number four quarterback is a wash. I mean, that's a wipeout yeah. right now when you got Trubisky and, and Pickett against uh car. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, we'll see how it, uh, we'll see how it ranks this year too. But I think, and again, coming back to Burrow versus Herbert, if you want to take Burrow, I, I'm not going to fight you too hard. If your argument is playoff success versus non-playoff success after just two seasons in the league, I'm not going to take that argument too seriously because the sample size is immensely small. And as you already said, it is very much a team game. It's not just a team game. It's also coach scheme situation, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we'll see how it plays out, but um, I'm a Herbert truther, I guess is how you can call me that. And I'll, I'll wear that one, unfortunately, um, because he's in the Broncos division, uh, EJ coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. The fight is only about the fight is about the only highlight I've seen from Brandon Langley. Have you seen this, Scott? I have. I was incredibly impressed with from what we saw, which was someone else hitting him, mm-hmm. him ending it quickly, backing off. That guy gets back up in his face again, and he didn't just end his life. I was incredibly impressed with Brendan Langley's restraint. Honestly, yeah. um, I don't. I don't know. I've been in those situations, and I see red and speak in tongues, and until. 
I'm pulled off. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I thought he was terrific. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. Put me on I, that jury and I got no problem with what Brandon, how Brandon Langley conducted himself. Not, not a bit. Yeah. I am wondering if the video is cut up at all. I mean, we didn't see the lead up interaction to it. So who knows? Um, but, <laughs> but I saw, I saw him get hit and hit. And it, I mean, everything to me made it look like that was the first time. Cause that guard didn't look like he'd been hit before because you saw it once he was hit, you know? Yeah. So the only thing that would have been a little better is if the baggage claim kind of took him off after he got <laughs> knocked down to the kiosk. Um, don't, oh, we don't condone violence. Dude, guys, but. Gets up steps. Boom. I mean, yeah. uh, I, 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 like I said, I was incredibly impressed as Mike Tyson said, you know, social media has made people way too comfortable for, you know, not getting punched in the face. And that guy threw the first shot. And yeah. Brendan Langley could have ended that guy. Instead, he ended it without seriously hurting that dude. Yeah. I mean, I thought he showed incredible restraint. Overall, I'd say pretty good. I would agree with you. Like, But you know me. I want all the facts. Um, Miguel coming in saying... From what we what, saw, which is what yeah. we saw, which was yeah. what looked like a first hit to the last hits to what could have been a lot more hits. Yeah. There was an incident, not an incident... I guess you can call it an incident uh, when Langley was on the Broncos as well, uh, where there was a fight kind of breaking out between Raiders offensive tackle Donald Penn and somebody on the Broncos might have been a keep to lead. And uh, Brendan Langley was getting in there squaring up quickly. Uh, I remember that pretty well also. So Langley didn't last long in the NFL. I think he's a wide receiver in the Canadian Football League now, um, but uh, good athlete. And uh, thanks for the content, I guess. Um, I think he was arrested. I don't know the specifics, but. We'll see what uh, comes out of that. Um, so you put put me on that jury, and I'm turning them loose. Maybe a little community service. I don't know. Um, for both of them. Uh, how is um, Miguel coming in here saying, why is Bucky Brooks hating so much, or is he right about the Broncos having a lesser 53-man roster? Uh, we're going to find out. I mean, it's the hot take season, right? And if you find a sticking point, that's fine. I mean, he's probably saying what he believes, and that's that's okay with me because the Broncos right now have a lot of question marks I disagree with him on a good bit of his analysis on the Broncos specifically, but we're going to find out, right? The games are going to be played and we're going to find out uh, who's right and who's wrong. And we're going to gather more information as those games are played. So it's, f it's fine for now. If he's saying that when the Broncos are beating teams and, and it becomes a, yeah, but kind of situation, then we can, then we can have some issues. Um, Andrew lamp coming in here with the Facebook support saying good morning with the new picture as well. Andrew lamp, a uh, shout out to you, the kid rocking out there. I hope you're doing well. And uh, thank you so much for the support. We appreciate yeah, it. Just, I'm just kind of reading through the uh, reading through some of the comments. As you know, like <clears throat> Ree Scott says that Langley was arrested for simple assault. The employee was fired immediately, which happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you you go and you show up at a fight. One guy's bloody gets arrested. That's the I won the yeah. fight look. I mean, that happens. I bet I bet those charges don't stick very hard. So being arrested is one thing. Being arraigned and convicted is another. Yeah. No, that's arrested a, standard operating procedure or something like that. Yep. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it all comes out and works out in the end and everybody's better for it having happened. But uh, Chloe coming in and saying Trubisky will look good in Pittsburgh. The other thing about the, uh, we didn't talk about the AFC North quarterbacks. They drafted Kenny Pickett. Um, mm -hmm. So is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Pickett? Honest to God, I don't care because <laughs> I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. That could have been the Broncos and thank God it's not. You do um, care though. I mean, as a as a fan of the process, we yes. want to see was this really the worst quarterback class in history? He was the first one taken off the books by a long shot. Yeah. Um, 
in essence, now it looks like they reached a little bit, you know, considering like how, how much longer would he have lasted if they hadn't picked him? Uh, so how does he turn out? So we'll see. We're going to find out. It'll be great. And, um, Definitely find out. Greg, Greg Smith coming in saying, good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Two years ago today since passing of my kid's mom. Man, Greg. Um, I remember we were here, here when it, we were we were here last year for you. And uh, we're glad we're here for you again and hope everything's uh, hope everything's going okay. I hope it's, it's never going to be easy, dude. But I hope it, at least it's getting easier for you. And it's easier to remember the the good times and the, the hard times don't hurt as, quite as much. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, aloha to you as well, um, Greg. We uh, don't know what to say. Um, and he also says, I agree, definitely have a lot more. Uh, could have been a lot more shots as far as Ben Langley coming out here. Uh, Diamond coming in here too, saying Langley gave that dude a nasty two-piece of spicy <laughs> chicken. Woo. Um, so definitely. Uh, Ryan King. Kangy coming in here. I don't feel like I ever pronounce Ryan's name. We always just say Ryan. But uh, good morning. Power rankings are fun, especially if it proves the experts wrong. Can't wait for the season. Well, that's why we don't do any ex- uh power rankings on here because we will be proven wrong immediately. Also, you don't want to put expert uh, title on us. So um, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so the Broncos are ranked by NBC sports, longtime NFL beat writer. I think I'd call him a writer more than an analyst, but one of the more plugged in people in the NFL media circle in Peter King, been doing it for a long time. Sports illustrated now NBC sports and um, farthest. I've seen the Broncos ranked on one of these uh, rankings so far, the Broncos coming in at 14 overall. So, I guess essentially you can say a, a league average football team um, at 14 overall, pretty close to league average. And uh, Peter King writes, when the Broncos look back at the Russell Wilson trade, they should be grateful not only for, for, for getting, not for, not for getting, but for getting the durable Russell Wilson, Seattle, Seattle games in the last 10 years, 176 Wilson starts in the last 10 years, 174, very durable, uh, but also for not giving up left tackle Garrett Bowles or one of the three plum receivers. Tight end Noah Fanton, defensive end Shelby Harris are nice pieces, but we're worth Wilson along, of course, with denuding two drafts. Good word there, Peter. Uh, you pay what you have to pay to get a franchise quarterback. Now can Wilson hit the ground running? Let's look at Denver's new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett's hands on history, along with Matt LaFleur and Green Bay in Green Bay. In 2019, LaFleur and Hackett's first year in Green Bay, Rodgers took 2.92 seconds from snap to throw, a lot, and averaged 7.2 yards per attempt. By 2020, Rodgers' first two straight MVP years, the time to throw was down to 2.68 seconds, and his yards per attempt was up to 8.1, both very good. Wilson has to learn the Hackett way fast to hit the ground running in an impossible division. So Broncos, 14, uh, 14th overall. Also, he guesses the Broncos' uh, record. He says the Broncos finish 7-10. and 10. And out of the playoffs. <laughs> wow. Um, 14. You know, what was 14 last year? You know, 14 would have been... had you draft in what? 2020th? About. Yep. So I bet that was a winning record. Nine and eight at worst. I think the seven and 10, the 14 is a uh, contrast contrasted the to the seven Falcons and 10. Were because seven and 10 last year, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know the Broncos were too, but you're saying they didn't get, they didn't get better. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh that's a surprising record. Um from well, Peter four, King. Again, like I said, that's the one that got me. I'm like 14, okay. You know, you're saying nine and eight, maybe. Um, could happen. No yeah. big deal, you know. But that's still on the upper half. That's nine and eight, maybe even ten and six to finish fourteen. Seven and ten. Yeah. No. No. I'll take the over on that one. What I what I like to say when people do that stuff is let's put a year's salary on it. I'll take the over. Yeah. You said it there. I'll take the over. Let's put your salary on it. Back it up. 
back it up. Yeah. Seven and 10 is pretty low. I wouldn't even, even I think the, I mean, if you lose Russell Wilson, then everything's off the table. Uh, but as far as how this team is set up, seven and 10 just doesn't seem very, very like, I think eight wins is probably close to the floor, but you never know. Um, it's, it's tough, but seven is the lowest I've definitely seen. Uh, Savage, Savage boy Kev coming in over on Twitch. Appreciate you. Our Twitch listeners. Um, he says the Broncos are going to have a Rams ish 2021 season. Sutton and Patrick are going to have 1000 yards. 13 and four until proven otherwise. Well, heck these are, dude, these are, these are last year's records. Oh, that was last year's records. Yeah, on there? These okay. are last year's records. So okay, he's I see 14th last year was yes. seven and 10 out of the playoffs. Okay. You're right. The parentheses is last good year's good. Okay. You're right. That's much better. Um, So 14, yeah. he probably has them yeah, going 14 is not great. 10 and seven, seven, 10 and seven at, at best is right in that neighborhood. 10 and seven, nine and eight. Yes. Like I said, I'm okay with 14. I don't think that's crazy low. That's okay. Yeah. Um, a seven and ten is kind of silly to me. Yeah. And and he agrees. I mean, to be fair, you know, Peter King King agrees that no, I'm not saying seven and ten. Seven and ten would be between twenty-five and thirty-two. Yeah. And it would be a top eight pick, a top ten pick. So um that makes a little more sense. <laughs> You're right. Good catch. That makes way more sense. Um, some of the teams that he has ranked above Denver. <coughs> Good to sneeze. Oh, there it goes. Okay, right. <laughs> I thought it was a prop. Like, again, some uh, of them that they have ranked above. No. Um, Chargers at two? <laughs> yeah, God, that's okay. So I might as well just do it now. Um, number one overall, he has the Buffalo Bills. I don't have any issue with that at all. Um, I think they're the number two team in football in DVOA last season um, behind, or number one. The, the Cowboys were really high up there, too, because their point differential. They were really beaten up on paper tigers but uh the Cowboy cowboys were high as well but the bills number one i don't have any problem with that the charters number two pretty shocking uh to me that's pretty high he's drinking the justin herbert kool-aid even more than me um and the chargers made a bunch of good defensive signings i get it um but two seems pretty high kansas city three the rams four reigning super bowl champs four so three afc teams before we get to an nfc uh the green bay five Tampa Bay six. There's our three NFC teams right in a row. I bet you we won't see an NFC team again for a second now. Uh, Cincinnati seven, Baltimore eight, uh, Philadelphia nine. A little shocking for that one for me. Um, buying the Jalen Hurts stuff there. San Francisco 10, also a little bit shocking to me. Uh, New Orleans 11 over Denver. That's also surprising. Tennessee over Denver at 12 and Las Vegas Raiders at 13. So the Broncos are last place in the division, according to Peter King there. It's a good division because all of them in the top 14 um, and behind some pretty surprising teams there. Also that he would put Denver above uh, the Cowboys at 15, Miami at 16, New England at 17, Cleveland at 18. I think there's a pretty big drop after that. Oh, Colts all the way down at 21 too. That's uh surprising to me as well. So we'll see how it plays out, yeah, but this is a picture of the Colts getting worse, especially with how bad the AFC South is. You know what? I mean, the, the they, yeah, it's, it's hard to picture the Colts getting worse. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it plays out, uh, but we'll keep getting into that. Um, Reese coming in saying, I'm loving the daily highlights on each player and their potential to make the 53 man roster. Um, I think we have raised the bar on the overall strength of the team from, for both Peyton seasons. Yes, they have. Um, obviously part of the reason that the Broncos have been able to improve the way they have is because of the moves that were previous to Peyton as well. Broncos had a lot of draft picks two years ago because of trades and whatnot that, LA as general manager set up. The Broncos have been able to make some contract signings because they didn't pay many super detrimental contracts um, in a couple of the seasons leading up to it. Denver was in a healthy cap space. So all that did set up for Peyton to be aggressive and make moves. And here we are right now, but this team, this roster is 
definitely better than it was two years ago when we were talking ourselves into, you know, what was it that four and one stretch from Drew Locke down the stretch on a uh, kind of a paper tiger schedule. Yeah, Mark coming in with uh, the big stars. Thank you for the support, Mark. He says he also got his DT jersey yesterday. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank awesome. you, sir. He says, I think we have a few growing pains early, but think we're a much better team. Hopefully our record will show that. The good news is your first half of your schedule is considerably easier, at least on paper, Yeah. Uh, at the beginning than the second half. So you can take some of those growing pains and come out of this at worst, like six and three in your first nine. You should. You need to yeah. you need to you need to come out of this pretty healthy in the first half. And then, you know, if you're splitting a lot of games down the stretch, you could finish in the 12 and five range still. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when we were going through this, I think we both said basically seven and two after the first nine. Now, I have to say this again because it bothers me because I picked three wins in a row. And I'm like, but I don't think they're going to win these three games. That's a probability thing. You know, if you've got a 60 percent chance, you've got about an 18% chance of winning three in a row at 60%. So I don't think they'll win three in a row. So even though I picked them to win three in a row, I'm saying they're losing one of those games. I just don't know which one. Coffee's yeah. working good. Can you tell, Nick? Um, it so is seven going. and two. And then you might split the ones down the stretch. You know, you go three and three, you finish that direction, four and four. You're still looking at, you know, 11 and six. Okay, yep. that's good. You know, people are saying, oh, they stumbled down the stretch, blah, blah, blah. They're only 500 in the last eight games. Last eight games are tough. Real, They're real tough. Yeah. So get get a lead. Get out early. And if it looks like you're stumbling as you're going down the stretch, so what? Get 11 and 7. Get at least a home game in there and and, and get good for the – get healthy for the playoffs. Stay healthy. God, that's mm-hmm. that might be the big thing there. Who can, who can avoid the big injury in the AFC West? We'll see. Thank you so much for the support, Mark. We appreciate you coming in first on YouTube. Then coming back around on Facebook. I don't think I didn't notice, Mark. Um, Shane coming in here with the $5 saying, Morning, Nick and Scott. What are your guys' opinions on Russell Wilson's comments after OTAs yesterday? Loved his enthusiasm and optimism. Still very much in the honeymoon phase over here uh, for me. Um, love everything that Russell Wilson's saying and doing and excited to have a quarterback that's uh, personality is not uh, overshadowing his ability and play on the field. You know, I don't want to... I could give a hoot. He could be Eli Manning as far as personality, you know, giving the bird to the camera. If he's a good quarterback, um, then that's great. I, I mean, obviously I have a line uh, as far as a person, but the personality stuff, don't care. Good quarterback. Yeah. Wilson's we don't play have a America. line as far as dullness. You can be a complete zero for yep. dullness, and we're yep. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so I love the enthusiasm and the optimism, and I just love what he's doing for Broncos country, the – um, the fan base is more together now. I mean, a year ago right now, the arguments of Teddy versus Drew Locke, again, were just exercises in quarterback nihilism because it doesn't really matter. They're both leading you to a terrible place. Have you um, written that before? Because that one didn't say that. That was good. Quarterback nihilism? Yeah. You've yeah, written that I, down before, haven't you? In, a, in an article. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. 
College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's real. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just, you both you still suck, um, but uh, not anymore because um, we have some reality. Unless Peter King says we suck with the 14 overall. That's not really. That's average, whatever. It's better um, than but, average. Uh, it's like I said, it's nine and eight. At nine and eight, we kind of think of as a floor. That's not awful. That's not complete no. disrespect. That's certainly within the realm of possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, Shane, thank you so much for this. We do love the enthusiasm and the optimism. Um they're going to say everything right. This is uh he's a well-versed person. Um, as far as the PR goes, uh, him and Sierra do a really good job with that. Actually. Um, I guess I can say this on here. Now we, uh, I went boating on Saturday. That's why I was a little bit late and that's why my forehead is burnt. Um, and we went boating on Lake Washington and we passed uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra's old house out there on uh, Mercer Island. And the boat captain was really disappointed that Russell Wilson was traded because Russell Wilson used to come out and wave to everybody on the boat and kind of throw a football around and whatnot as a, <laughs> a show. So, uh, he said, he said Russell Wilson was an awesome guy, paid for his entire uh, street to be repaved and didn't charge his neighbors anything. So I guess when you got Russell Wilson, Sierra money, you can do that. Also passed uh, Bill Gates yeah, and Jeff Bezos' does. house. Yeah, yeah not everybody it. does. Just because they can doesn't mean they do. So yeah. good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos' house were incredible too. Um, very jealous. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep moving here. Um, Savage Boy Kev saying, I remember when at this time last year we were trying to figure out which QB threw which touchdown or interception. Man, tough times. Absolutely. It's uh, it's kind of like the way I look at uh, the Josh McDaniels era for the Broncos. Those were some rough, embarrassing years. I mean, the Spygate 2.0, really embarrassing um, for the Broncos franchise. But without those years, you don't get Peyton Manning. You don't get Von Miller. And we aren't here right now. So it's, you know, it's the, I, I'm not a country music guy but it is the rascal flats, you know, bless the broken road because let me straight to Peyton freaking Manning. Gotta love Peyton. Well, um, it's, so it's like that with relationships. Yeah. You know, you're like, look back, you're like, man, I should have been better to this one or gone after this one or this one. It's like, but you know, am I happy where I am now? Yeah. Well then shut up and quit dwelling on it. You crazy person. That's the voices in my head. I apologize. Yeah. I wasn't speaking to any of y'all. So, um, Bart, got your jersey. Thank you again. Thank you so much. And uh, Peter Middleton coming in also real quick. Uh, we'll hit we'll hit Kevin uh, Zebulon. Then we'll come back to you, Peter. Says, does a Wuzarike compare to someone like Chris Jones at all? Uh, Nick, you watch Chris Jones a lot more than I have. He He's not the pass rusher that Chris Jones is. Chris Jones has cr incredible uh, speed to power and the ability to uh, penetrate as a pass rusher and win with power and length. Awuzurike is much more of a, he's going to stand up and he can jolt you, but I think he's going to control the offensive lineman more versus attacking a gap. Um, so Chris Jones is a rare type of athlete and explosion out of his stance and whatnot that I do not see from Awuzurike. Uh, so Probably not. I think you're more likely going to see a, a Stephen Tuitt, if that name means anything for you, uh, to you guys. Uh, from it. He went to Notre Dame. He was a massive man, uh, three, four defensive end, and been a good run plug for the, uh, the Steelers when he's been healthy out there. Um, but I think that's much more of his style of play. Maybe you can get an Ashawn Robinson type as well, but I do not see the Chris Jones 
pass rush ability. I mean, Chris Jones is so athletic that the chiefs tried him at edge last year in uh, some sub packages kind of things where they tried to be heavier up front to be lighter on the back end. So, uh, no, he's not Chris Jones. And if he is Chris Jones, that would mean the Broncos pass rush this season is going to be pretty damn special. <laughs> so uh, Peter Middleton coming in saying lock playing well in OTAs early days, but hope he somehow sticks. And I think he's talking about safety PJ lock. Here. PJ lock yep. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, you know, it'd be best case for the Broncos with PJ lock. He plays so well in preseason that somebody wants to trade for him and we can get a fifth round pick for him because you have a glut of safeties right now on this roster. Um, ones that were brought in specifically on the back end, more so for special teams and uh, ones that you have more years of cost control than PJ lock, which does matter long-term for the roster building process. So ideally lock plays really well. And somebody wants to send you a, a pick uh, for him. Even if you have to trade like lock in a seventh to go get a fifth round pick, you're moving up and then you can later turn that fifth into a seventh and a future's fifth. You know, it's just keep playing those wheel and deal games. But uh, PJ lock really did think he did well in preseason last year as well. Um, he seems pretty obviously third on the, or fourth on the depth chart. If that's going to happen, because Caden Stern's more versatile than him. And if you guys have followed the show at all, you know how much I value in the league now values um, versatility from the safety position, the ability to play the slot, the box dime nickel, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see, but uh, pulling for PJ lock. He's a good player. Really good preseason last year, too. Um, so what if there's a scenario you mentioned a trade scenario? Is, is it um I've already forgotten his name, Jamar Johnson? Yeah, uh, the other safety that was drafted last year behind Stearns. You know, what if it's one of those calls? Like, well, we want to hold on to lock, but would you take Jamar Johnson? Um, you know, is that a scenario that could play out too, or do you think he's got some upside and could see some time between the two of them? Which would you rather see on the Broncos roster? I think I'd rather see Jamar Johnson because you have three years of control left. Um, and that and I'm just thinking matters. he's going to help my team win more yep. right now. I think PJ lock might be that guy. Yeah. And just as far as the immediate return, um, it's going to come down to special teams. Uh, that'll be the biggest one um, who can contribute on special teams. We'll see. I mean, they drafted uh safety as well. Um, Delaire and yell will be a good safety for them. Probably. I mean, fifth round pick They're, He's going to be valuable um, for them long-term. And they also paid a, uh, J.R. Reed, right, to come over from the Giants. He's a former Georgia Bulldog and a special teams guy. So see how it plays out. Um, uh, Reese Scott coming in saying, going with the $20, flashing yeah, orange on us. The big orange, big orange here. Thank you, Reese. We really appreciate it. That's uh, that's very helpful. We It's great. Um, going to be nice to see an aggressive offense again. Miss that fear of God looking and opposing defenses. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't even have to be a fear of God. Look, it just, they don't need to look bored and like going to sleep on the field. I look like nap time uh, sometimes going up against the Broncos offense these last few years. So um, we'll be a lot more fun. A lot of fun players as well. Um, well, it's and, not just and Reese, I'll tell sports. you what I'm looking forward to <clears throat> even more than an aggressive offense. Cause frankly, I actually like the sadistic nature of football that if I can just ground you down into the turf and run four yards and just beat you up and score yeah. touchdowns, I'm pretty happy. I'm looking forward to more aggressive defense. I yeah. cannot stand, sit back and wait. I want to attack. And I think that's what we've seen from Ajiro Evero has talked about it. I don't remember who said it, but they, I'll, I'll repeat it again. But they were quoting Evero saying, if, if we don't get there with four, we'll send five. If we, if we can't get there with five, we'll send six, etc., cetera, et cetera. I'm looking forward to as much of an attacking defense defense instead of this bend but don't break snooze fest i hate it um i want to attack i want to sack the quarterback i want to force turnovers i want to see some big plays go the other way that's okay again i'm a neutral here and it's just more fun 
we're not having fun. What the hell are we doing here? Last year was not fun, offense or defense. I had some fun. It was more fun than some of the previous seasons. Um, but <laughs> the uh, <laughs> first year watching, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, a lot of com- you know the, just the the arguments about which quarterback is should have been picked. It's like. You know, and even now I'm like, well, you know, we proved that, that Teddy Bridgewater wasn't the right quarterback. It doesn't mean you had a right answer. You didn't no. it doesn't just because one was wrong doesn't mean the other one was right. You didn't have an answer. You didn't have an answer that was going to elevate this team the way things were set up. No. Um, it was just it wasn't. I mean, I had I had the discussion of talking football is always fun. I'm just talking yeah. about watching the games themselves. Again, I call it suffer ball for a reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Kathy coming in. Um, morning, y'all. Afternoon for me. Hope you're doing well, Kathy. Uh, appreciate to see you. Um, Perez Robert. Also, this is a name I don't recognize. Uh, good morning, fellas. Love the show always. Thank you so much, Perez. We appreciate you. Um, Michael coming in saying, which undrafted player will make the Broncos 50 man, 53 man roster? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say uh, Jalen Vigil. Uh, I think that the Broncos depth in the wide receiver room is very questionable right now. I know I know you were a big uh, Seth Williams guy in the draft. Um, but if you're going to be that fifth wide receiver, you better damn well be able to be a gunner. And uh, we have not seen that from Seth Williams. Really. We haven't seen that from Tyree Cleveland. So uh, Jalen vigil, good gunner. Um, I think that's a, that's an easy pathway, not an easy pathway, but definitely a pathway to the field. Yeah. Seth Williams has the tools. Now, mm-hmm. can he put it all together? There's a reason why he fell. You know, there was a reason why we saw, I think at the end, and he get in the last game or two made a nice play, but that's it. That's a flash. Yeah. That's a small sample size. So, uh, you know, he's got to fight. He's got to fight to make this roster, too. Um, which undrafted player makes a 53 if he's healthy? Chris Allen. Not Chris Allen. Who am I thinking? The edge from Alabama. Christopher Allen. No. Christopher Allen. Okay. Uh, Chris Allen. You know, he got yep. he got decent, decent guaranteed money. You know, a nice signing bonus to come as a, an undrafted free agent. So, if he's healthy, that's your answer for me. And uh, the last one I want to give a shout out here, too, as far as the undrafted free agents. It sounds like there's... A- Decent early buzz. I can't remember. One of the coaches even might have given him a shout out. Was a uh, Kenai Mauga, uh, off ball stack USC? linebacker, whatever USC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's been, I think, Evero or the linebackers coach or somebody was uh, talking about how he stood out um, in the rookie uh, training camp as well. So there's your uh, linebacker talk, uh, Ethan. We found a linebacker for you. But Mauga, maybe he beats out uh, somebody like Justin Stranod, who was a major disappointment last season. So major disappointment. Major disappointment. Yeah, gotcha. um, um, talking about Top Gun, Nick probably hasn't watched it. He has not doing his homework. I have uh, been extremely busy. Um, this isn't it's definitely an excuse, but I have been extremely busy. Um, I uh, haven't been able to even go to sleep until midnight. Most nights. I'm honestly Jer- starting to run on fumes. Jeremy busy. says I rewatched it last night. It was my wife's suggestion. So I think and I'm down to one. But I'm having some StreamYard connection issues right now. So hopefully everything's OK. Yeah. Um, the two movies I saw the most in the theater were uh, The Black Stallion when I was a kid and then The Lost Boys. I saw them each five times in the theater. Oh. Top Gun is my wife's favorite movie. I think she mm. saw it something like 20 times in the theater. Something just oh my insane. God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, you're not going to have any trouble getting either side of the spectrum. Women, yeah. men. However you happen to like, whatever your cup of tea happens to be, you're not going to have any trouble getting them to watch uh, Top Gun. Um, Gosh, I uh, Scott, can you I've only ever seen a movie in the theaters multiple times once in my life. Really? Can you guess? Can you guess which one it is? No, I don't have any idea. One of the Marvels. No, no. The first Pokemon movie (laughs) when I was like (laughs) six or seven years old. I think I went and saw it three times. 
Don't admit to that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I uh, I saw. And what's funny, I was 14 or 15 for the Lost Boys. And on my sixth time to go, and that would have broken my record, they said, you're not old enough to get in. I'm like, are you joking? Really? I can act this movie out in stages for you if you need me to. Uh, so I didn't see that six times in the theater. So my record should not ever be broken. Uh, funny story. Uh, it was someone I was working with goes, Oh, you have a daughter. You've seen frozen, right? I said, you mean today? So it changes, you know, with, uh, the kids movies at home, the movie I've seen the most is cars. Mm. So when, when, uh, my son didn't have any competition for the television, Hey buddy, you want to watch something? Watch cars. We watch cars 200 times. Gary Lee's Palmer coming in. Nick and Scott. Good morning. I just ignore the boo bears. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't yeah. see people getting all upset about Stephen A. Smith or, you know, down in this neck of the woods. Who was the guy with Paul Feinbaum? I'm like, you know, yeah. I can change a channel. It's real easy. Mute. Yeah. I don't get upset about what they say. I don't care. They are not important to me at all. I agree with you. They don't have our interest at heart. They are pitching to a different audience. You know, there could be perfectly honest too. Again, on a general statement here, I absolutely agree with you. I just gave you some examples. Um, but Peter King's not so far out in left field with the 14th ranked power rankings that it's it's asinine. Like I said, that's the lower end of, that's hopefully closer to the floor. That's a nine and eight, 10 and seven type of record, which is within the realm of possibility. So appreciate yeah. you, Gary. Yeah, we really appreciate you, Gary. Um, shout out to you also. We got, uh, what's this one? XOXO, Mr. X and Dr. Science saying, let's roll. Um, shout out to you. Let's, uh, we are definitely rolling here. Um, we got K hop also coming in here. K hop 16, other than Garrett Bowles, who do you guys think will make a huge impact on the offensive line this season? It's probably, I think the obvious answer here for that would be uh, Quinn miners. Um, he's probably the best athlete of the bunch. He, you can make the argument. He's an ascending player given he's coming from Wisconsin to whitewater and first year in an NFL program is a big difference. First year where he's not prepping for the draft also like actually working towards football stuff, not combine stuff. So you'd hope that it's a better year for him. And I'm, I'm not worried about his transition also in the blocking scheme because he's a very good athlete. It's not like a, he's a plotter who can't really move from point A to point B where he needs to be in a power scheme. Quinn Miners can move. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can do. He could, he could have a big impact this season. So falling slot says, I want the defense to attack Neil Scott as a Jerry Glanville grit splits Falcons fan. I, that was actually a little bit before my time. The first real memories I have of the NFL were started about 1980 um, and the grit splits was in the seventies. That was a little bit before me, but I fully remember the 85 bears. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. 12 years old. That leaves an impression, you know, the 92 Alabama crimson tied that defense was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, the 95 Nebraska cover your ears, Nick, the 95 Nebraska Cornhuskers, what they Same did on here. both sides of the line of scrimmage to that Florida Gators team was maybe the best college football team I've ever watched. Uh, Jerry Johnson's, um, Miami Hurricanes mm -hmm. and the speed that they had on defense and their attack mind. So all these we're talking about teams right there from 12 to 25 for me. Yeah, that leaves an impression. Um, but again, the bend but don't break isn't for me. I've watched the prevent defenses fail too often. Man, go get the damn quarterback. If you're going to get beat, get beat swinging. Don't stand there and watch strike three. Uh I think we have a little bit of a philosophical dif difference on this. <laughs> just, just, uh, I, I can take the, it's harder to do. It's the uh, game has changed. 
The game yeah. has changed since all the times I've watched. You're not allowed to play defense anymore. You're not allowed to jam the receivers or hit them hard or go after the quarterback. You're not allowed to. The game's changed. Yeah, and I agree with you that number one is getting after the quarterback, but you need to do it where you're not making yourself vulnerable to backbreaking plays on the back end because the more offensive plays the team has to run to score, the more likely they're going to make a mistake and uh, put themselves in a situation where it's easier for you. So well, don't give up. now, Nick, is you've got an offense that can come right back at you. Hack yes. would be like, great. They scored. Yep. So well, let's get the ball to Russ. We're okay. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that was the fear was, you know, they, there was no trust in the offense, you know, and that's the head coach's fault. Yep. You know, there's no trust in your offense and your quarterback in order to bail yourself out from giving up big plays. You yep. know, you weren't a complete team, a more complete team. You can take more chances because you've got both sides. If one falls, the other picks you up. That's yep. what we're hoping from the Denver Broncos this year. And it should be a hell of a lot more fun. And hopefully it leads to more turnovers. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing here. It's, you know, you're talking about getting after the quarterback. That's one thing and I agree with, but the Broncos need to be able to take away the explosive pass plays from opposing team, especially in the AFC West, while also getting more hands on the ball. Um, they're just not and, been. And Nick, you know enough. what I've said from the very beginning, the most dangerous defenses in the world are the ones that can pressure the quarterback with their base front. If you can yeah. do that, you are filthy. If you yep. can get pressure with a four man front or however, you know, however you want to do it, you're going to be a good defense flat out. You don't yep. want to have to bring blitzes and take away. Absolutely. But getting after the quarterback with your four is a recipe for success. Absolutely. 100%. Also a recipe for success. XOXO, Mr. X and Dr. Science coming to the $2 super sticker over on YouTube. Um, it's got any idea what the super sticker is? Can we? Uh, I can look it up pretty quick. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. XO. Um, we appreciate you. You also said had my morning coffee and I feel like Top Gun. That's good. Um, it says, let's cook, baby. Um, it's a psychedelic pair saying it looked like he just worked out and he's kind of rocking back and forth saying, cool. Well, so that's, thank you, Dr. Science. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's thank you so much, Mr. X and Dr. Science. I'm, I'm a Mr. X to a Dr. Science as well. So that's a shout out to my wife. Um, but yeah, no, guys, we're starting to run up um, on our time here. Going to get out here pretty soon. The final thoughts on Peter King and his uh, 14th ranking and what he said, did anything egregious there? I mean, the chargers number two in the NFL chiefs, three Raiders above Denver. I've, that's my big thing. I don't know how you can look at the Raiders Broncos roster in comparison and think that the Raiders roster is going to be better. Um, one of my takes is uh one third rounding one third of his, uh, of his top 14 or AFC West teams, you know, so he thinks that it's going to be, he calls it an impossible division. Yeah. So it's hard to go, you know, hey, this team's going to be 12 and six if they're one and five in the division. You know, I'm thinking, you know, three and three in the division gets you to be possibly 12 and five uh, is 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 out there. It's like, oh, they're going to beat up on each other. That's OK. And uh, Elton, appreciate the stars, my friend. Thank you so much for coming in with the support. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while, but I do recognize the uh, the name and the the avatar. So the, the 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 screen image. So I know this isn't quite a new name. Just haven't seen you in a bit. So uh appreciate you being here. But my final thoughts are um, you know, this I don't think the Sha the Saints should be ahead, especially in a power rankings. You know, the Saints could maybe have a better record yeah. based on the NFC South being weaker or a weaker schedule or those type of things. But if you line them up head to head and play them 10 times, the Broncos win eight of them. Okay, yeah. that's what power rankings are supposed to be. Um, but I don't think it's too egregious. I really don't. Um yeah. that's a nine and eight nine and eight, 10 and seven type of finish, which isn't out of the, the question whatsoever. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And FC Donnelly coming in saying, uh, Ijiro, Broncos new defensive coordinator, Ijiro Evero, has been under Vic Fangio and the King Wade Phillips. I see a bend don't break defense with an aggressive blitz on third down. Definitely impossible. Um, the Broncos have Wade to Phillips prove. like to get after it. I was going to say Wade Phillips did like the blitz. <laughs> uh, so did uh, Monty Kiffin, who I believe he worked under also. Um, worked under Raheem Morris, worked under Brandon Staley. So a lot of different uh, defensive minds, schemes, themes, tenants. Uh, we'll see how it works out for Evero. Um, again, scheme is important, but in the end, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. So you're talking about blitzing on third down. The Broncos do have one thing in their pocket working for them as far as being aggressive on third down. It's that we've talked about it on the show already. Broncos offense should be much better to the point where other teams feel a little bit of pressure to have to go do something. They don't have to just play, you know, protect the ball. They have to go out there and make something happen. And when you feel that pressure, that's when you make a mistake because you're going to do more uh, volatile decisions with the football. So, you know, but whether that be less uh, max protect, pushing the envelope a little bit more further down the field, et cetera, et cetera. The big question for me right now is, do the Broncos earn those third down blitzes by playing good enough run defense on first and second down? Because let me tell you, there's a big difference on what you can do schematically pressure wise on a third and eight versus a third and two third and eight. You have, you can totally change your personnel. Bradley Chubb. We, we keep talking about, Oh, reducing Bradley Chubb inside to that four eye technique and some um, blitz centric looks. You're not doing that on third and two because they're running right at him. They're double teaming him and forklifting him off the ball. Probably. Um, so, but on third and eight, you can live with that because guys can really do the football at that point. So Broncos on first and second down against the run. Gonna have to earn it. They weren't, they were terrible there last year on top of having a bad offense on top of having bad pass rushers. It's just bad overall, but um, bad for the pass rush, but we'll see how that works out this season. Uh, Mark coming in saying, I really think hiring capers was a smart move as well. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. You needed some experience in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it was just, you know, if, even if it's not on a off an on field coach, you needed a consultant, someone that's been there and done that, that you can lean on. When you say, hey, I got a problem with this guy complaining about this guy. How do I handle it? It's the stuff that you don't see that you're not expecting as a first-time head coach or a first-time coordinator um, and how to handle. So, yeah, I, I think bringing in capers because I thought they would bring in somebody that had a little more experience as one of the coordinators for sure, especially the yeah. defensive coordinator. Um, but this is this is a very similar move. So this yeah. is just as good, in my opinion, because you – you get the youth, you get the enthusiasm, you get the the new ideas, and you get the experience all wrapped into one without having to use one of your on-field coaching slots. So I, I thought this was a great hire too, Mark. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I didn't really love capers there at the end with the Packers um, being in East Iowa for most of my life. A lot of Packer fans complaining about him um, at towards the end, but uh, we'll see how it works out for him. Um, I don't know if we shouted out Elton here for the stars, but we appreciate you, Elton. Thank you so much. Um, Big E's also in the house saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Uh, we also have uh, Jeremy saying San Benito on delayed blitzes on third and eight. We're going to have to talk a little bit of uh, more about simulated pressures. I've been watching my coaching clinics, Kirby smart. That was a really good one out there. Um, a couple other good ones as well. Honestly, what I need to do is go back and watch the all 22 of the, uh, the Rams defense just in succession, you know, just a bunch of Rams games, uh, see what they were doing up front. We'll see how it works. Um, Greg poking the bear a little bit here before we get on out saying, Scott, just get you off subject for a minute. There has to be more going on in Georgia than just voting. There's baseball. Youth baseball is going on in Georgia right now. Yeah, we got uh in, in tryouts for GSA for Georgia Soccer Association's having tryouts right now. So I got three days of soccer tryouts, um, baseball tournaments, seven weekends in a row. 
uh daughter's softball just started so kids sports yeah kids sports but they're out of, they're out of school today it's the last week of school and they get tuesday off so and what i'm looking forward to i always said i don't want to rush it one of the first things i became as an older dad was the first time i helped myself say i can't wait until you know mm-hmm. as he as i'm watching him until he's older i'm like yes you can because i'm gonna blink twice so i'm gonna be 50 and he's gonna be out of the freaking house but two days no more elementary school in this house, which means an extra hour and a half of sleep for middle school. <laughs> I am oh, looking forward to that. I got two more days of elementary school and that that 6.30 mandatory wake-up call. I get up at 6.30 on the weekends anyway, but that's because I want to. Sure you do. It's a, no, it's, I, I'm okay with that if we're hiking, but other than that, I don't know. Um, we also got Peter coming in saying Broncos in a tough division, questionable offensive line, tight ends, and even wide receivers. Even Wilson had a dip year last year, and the staff are very new. I think 14 is fair to start, but the Raiders should be lower. I agree as well. Putting them behind the Raiders, I just don't know how you can match up the Raiders to the Broncos one by one and think that the Broncos are a worse team. I just, I, somebody explain it to me like I'm five. I, I think it. part of it was the, the last year. You go 10 and 8 versus 7 and 10, um, they're starting ahead. So yeah. you haven't caught them yet. That would be yeah. the only the only thing that I could think of. And I mean, I am a Max Crosby's awesome. He was one of the better edge rushers in football last season. They added Chandler Jones also moving on from Gus Bradley uh, is going to be an addition via subtraction because my God, buddy, uh, 2011 called. They want their defensive scheme back. Um, so let's move forward. Uh, but uh, offensive line is worse for the Raiders. The secondary is worse for the Raiders. The quarterback's the worst for the Raiders. Those are like three of the top four most important, three of the top five most important things. Well, and then you've got the wild card in there. The, Which is, you know what that is. The This whole mixture could blow up and implode is the yeah. head coach. Yeah. You know, you don't know. You don't want to say, okay, well, we feel better about hacking the McDaniels. You don't know for sure. I know who I'd rather hire, um, yeah. but it's, it's a completely volatile mix there where you don't, you, you could catch lightning in a bottle for one season and then it explodes. You don't, yeah. you don't know. That's a, that's a huge wild card X factor being thrown into the Raider season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're not, you're not wrong at all there. Um, so Mark coming in and saying, what's up with your pod, Scott, this is a good one. Um, and then we can get on out of here to kick off rest of our Tuesday. We will go live tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern. And I say we, meaning me for sure. And then if Nick wants to come in at 9.30, he can. Uh, I'll, be there. I'll just bring him in as soon as he gets there. Um, but we'll be we'll be going live. We're going to talk a little bit. There's a, a good article on Bleacher Report if you wanted to check it out. And uh, Nick might hit, it, hit on it tonight on Building the Broncos. So don't miss Building the Broncos with uh, Nick and Carl tonight. I think it's Nick and Carl, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, building the Broncos with a 2018 redraft. Um we might uh, might talk a little bit of that tomorrow, and then uh, you know we'll talk some some OTAs and some some different stuff as well. So we'll be on at nine a.m. Eastern on uh, on my channel. So which is YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/scott Kennedy. Absolutely, I'm enjoying that. Um, also, th- didn't mention on the way out yesterday, but uh, yesterday was our last Monday show for right. building our for Broncos for breakfast for a bit. Um, think we'll be back but this is just you know scott's kids are going on summer vacation everything's kind of ramping uh down a bit as far as football and uh honestly i need i could use it one more day of sleeping in um that would be very helpful uh for me as well so um rob coming in rob Bucksbaum coming in five dollars super thank you so much rob say nick love your top gun pokemon and office references hashtag explain it to me like i'm five i need to watch top gun uh to make the top gun references well, and, and for me explain it to me like i'm five was philadelphia not the office was Denzel oh. Washington as a lawyer in Philadelphia. Explain this to me like I'm a six-year-old. Yeah, 
Michael Scott may have may have swiped that one, but that one was Philadelphia. Great movie. Tom Hanks, right? Yes, Tom yeah. Hanks, Denzel. Great movie. Antonio Banderas, really, really good movie. Have not seen it, but uh, know of it. Um, mm-hmm. Classic movies. It's you and Jeremy need a movie podcast. That's what needs to happen here. <laughs> hey, there's an um, idea. Yeah, God, sell it. Um, but okay, guys, we're gonna get on out of here. We've, we're approaching an hour now. I gotta walk the dog. Classic and uh, get him out there before it starts raining. Again, everyone, please send me a anti-rain dance. We'll send some to the South for this weekend because I do not want to lead a group of eight people into the woods where it's going to be wet and cold um, and miserable. I can handle it. I can put me through misery. I feel bad putting other people through misery. So uh, there's the anti-rain dance. Scott's in for the, uh, actually, uh, Jeremy's in for the uh, the movie podcast. That'd be great. Um, make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall, M-H-H. Also, make sure you're following us at Huddle Up Pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you head up to huddleuppod.com to check out the gear. We got the coffee mugs here. Branding. There you go, Scott. Cheers. Pros to you. Um, we have all the mugs. We got the hats, all the gear. So make sure you go to huddleuppod.com, uh, which has recently been redone and looks really snazzy. Um, the website itself, it's makes you want to buy. Um, also, make sure you're checking us out on Facebook. Join our groups there at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod, as well as facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle. And uh, as the ticker says on the bottom for our YouTube folks, number one thing you can do if you're not contributing via the Super Chats, which we greatly appreciate everyone coming in here today doing that, um, but not everybody's in a position to do that, please subscribe, like, and share. Hit the bell notification on the uh, on your screen over on YouTube. So that way you know when we go live. We're going to live, gosh, Tuesday, Thursday morning is this show going forward now for a little bit. Uh, we have Thomas's show Friday mornings. We have Kim's show Wednesday mornings. So we're, we're coming at you for that morning drive slot now. Um, and also we have, uh, all the evening shows. So, uh, we got Bronco scruffy bone coming in here saying greetings from Germany, boys, uh, Guten Morgan. I think I nailed it. That um, seems like a new name. So welcome. You're not alone in Germany and Broncos country. Kathy Schmidt is over there too. So, um, welcome. I love the international stuff. So you got, yeah. gotta let me know who your team is Bronco. Are you a Dortmund guy? Bayern? Uh, didn't Frankfurt just win the, the Europa league. I'm into all that so. football stuff. Schalke, right? No, it's not. I don't know. Just to yeah, throw it out. That's one. Yep. That's one. Schalke. Yes, nailed it. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're going to get on out of here. We appreciate you. Um, you guys have a great day. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning over on Scott's channel. We'll see you tonight on Building the Broncos. But until then, choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 